Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. Welcome to Your Change, a podcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Today, we have a companion podcast for last week's Sunday message entitled Contending for the Pentecost Experience, preached by Leo Kaluza, and he's joining us this evening along with Pastor Danny. Uh, how are we doing, gentlemen? Thank you so much, Yana, and I'm really excited to be here. I'm fine. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Shiana. I'm doing well. Can't complain, given the times. And um, I'm excited to be part of this conversation today. Excellent. I mean, the message, uh, Mr. K, was just fire, 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 fire. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I couldn't even allow myself to be distracted, even though there were loads of distractions around. Would you mind just giving us a recap, maybe for those who haven't listened, and um, actually, before you go into that, listeners, if you haven't listened to the message, I encourage you to press pause on this companion podcast, go back and listen uh, to the message preached by uh, Mr. Leo Kaluza um, on Sunday. Um, it's also it's available on YouTube. It's available on Facebook if you want to see with the video as well. Mr. K, two minute recap on your message, please. Not a problem. Thanks. Thanks so much, Yana. Well, uh, let me start by saying I think, in as much as it ministered to people, it also ministered to me. And uh, mm-hmm. I thank God so much uh, for the word and uh, for everyone else who also took time to listen to the word. Um, quick recap. Um, I think for me, uh, one of the key points that I, I, I tried to understand as well is coming from things that are so natural and so obvious to us and see how that was reflected in scripture. Um, I was looking at how our experiences or what we go through as an individual, as families, as a nation, as group of people influences our perception, beliefs and opinions. So I was looking at experience and its impact or impact to outcomes, how what we go through uh, uh, helps us to shape opinions, to shape ideas, to shape views, on so many things. So for me, the key thing that was there was experience and its impact on the outcomes. So I straight away landed on to Acts chapter 2. Uh, and and my understanding of, of that relationship of experience and outcome came so vivid and clear to me when I was reading Acts chapter 2, which presented two groups or two distinct groups in terms of their experience and the outcome that became. Uh, thereof. One was significant in the sense that they had an experience which resulted in a positive outcome, which was the believer's outcome, which is the Mm -hmm. ideal, which is what I was trying to encourage everyone to say, in your life, you need the believer's experience. And then at the same time, what the word of God was showing us in Acts chapter 2 is the experience which is not the ideal. And the underlying factor in those two experiences Mm -hmm. was the 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 Holy Spirit, the role mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, and for me, it's things that we've been taught so many times, so many years, but it came so vivid and alive to me in the sense that you know what, sometimes we take for granted of Christianity in the sense that we think we can just do things, 
we, we think we can just go on doing things, but mm -hmm. outside the experience of the Holy Spirit, we can mm -hmm. continue to do things, we can continue to progress in things, but actually yeah. missing the mark and missing the point. So that was yeah. the main thing for me to say, without the presence or the guidance of the Holy Spirit, a believer's experience is insignificant. It's, 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 it doesn't yeah. exist. It's, it's, it's yeah. worthless. It's, 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 it's not important. So that was yeah. the main, main uh, thing that I picked up from that as well. Do you know what, Mr. K? I, I, I cannot tell you how much it, in, it impacted me and how I viewed it. I, I love how you said about, um, at the beginning of the message, you said that everybody heard something, everybody saw something, mm. but the ultimate difference was yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and what he did. Um, I just wanted to maybe track back a little bit. So in Acts chapter 1, it talks about uh, Jesus talking just before um, he goes to heaven. Um, and it's, and he, it talks about, uh, in verse 4, he then says, I want you to wait here in Jerusalem. I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit. And uh, this will be sort of our first discussion point. The believers knew what they were waiting for. And this reminds, it kind of takes me back to uh, the contending for knowledge message. Mm. They knew what they were waiting for. And everybody was just sort of there, not really cognizant of what was happening. And then that also made the difference. So what I want to put to the both of you is, is the status of our knowledge where the Holy Spirit is required affecting our walk with the Holy Spirit. To apply to your message, I think you said at yeah. the end that we have to trust the Holy Spirit and that the believers took action based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Th thanks so much. There's a word that you use there, which is knowledge of the Holy Spirit. I think for me, it's more than just knowledge. It's an experience. If it becomes knowledge, a lot of people, have got, they, they've got so much information about what's happening in the world. The only mm -hmm. difference with, with, with what we're talking about here is an experience. We, we mm -hmm. don't have the Holy Spirit to know him. We have the Holy Spirit to experience him. So what it wow. does is it affects a change in us. So when you know something, you can know something, but it's got nothing to do or impacting on, on certain things of your life. But wow. what I was trying to encourage saints was to say, you know what? You need to experience the Holy Spirit. In other words, there is something that needs to happen in you which mm. influences certain outcomes of things that we ordinarily know, our opinions, our views, our beliefs. So for me, it's more to do with the experience, which is there is an action that happens as a result of not just knowing, but also welcoming the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, that, that's interesting. So how do we move? from the knowing into the experiencing i think the answer itself is in the word uh that uh, luke uses in x chapter 2 he uses the word believer it was quite interesting for me already has made a distinction between the other and the the the, the, the believers now they, they they believed they believed what did they believe if you go into x chapter 2 if you go down to verse 38 to verse to verse 40 i think Mm -hmm. That's where that's that 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 that's where the answer is. Uh, uh, Peter explains 
the process of believing. Peter explains and he puts it out to people and say, uh, I, I, I can read it he, from here because I've got it open. He, re, he, he says, um, I'll, I'll start from verse 36. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of, sin, of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So what Peter is doing here is taking people back to how this process does in them. He puts them back to the significance of Jesus Christ in mm. influencing this experience. So in other words, this whole experience is, 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 is non-existent outside Jesus Christ and the promise mm. that was made thereof. So for me, the, the beginning point, the starting point is our relationship with Jesus Christ for us to experience the Holy Spirit. Excellent. Pastor, did you want to weigh in on that? Yeah, I, 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 yes. Thank you so much, Shian, and thank you so much, Mr. K. I, I agree with what Mr. K was saying. And I think in this context, um, Acts chapter number 2, verse number 38 is very key mm -hmm. in terms of uh, how, how then one can uh, transition to, to, to the side of, of experiencing. Yeah. So the initial step that we see in chapter number 2, verse number 38, it is the word repent. Mm, I think that word is going to be very key. Mm. That is the starting point. One has to repent. Now, to repent is not just to go to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Mm. But mm. to repent, it is a call to change one's mind. Mm. Right? It is a call to change your direction completely. If you mm -hmm. were moving towards south, when you mm. repent, when that change happens, you, you are no longer going towards south. You're going towards mm. north a complete mm -hmm. change of direction. So mm -hmm. that becomes, I think, the initial step uh, mm -hmm. towards one beginning to experience what Mr. K is calling the believer's experience. It mm -hmm. has to start with repentance. And then he goes on to talk about baptism, mm -hmm. which is now mm -hmm. identifying ourselves with Christ because that's the whole mm -hmm. essence of baptism. We mm -hmm. are making a public declaration that I now identify myself with Christ. Yeah, mm -hmm. so there's this aspect of identification that comes in there. So I 100% agree with what Mr. K has shared. Wonderful. Okay, so we must be saved. We must repent. We must turn away. We have to turn around. We have to turn ourselves around, mm. if I'm getting the both of you correctly. So then it says that when we've done all these things, we'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So... What does being filled with the Holy Spirit look like? Because at this moment, I'm hearing all the young people who are raised in Pentecostal churches saying being filled with the Spirit looks like rolling on the floor or speaking in tongues or shouting or screaming or running. What does it look like? Is it always manifested by speaking in tongues or is it instant or does it require an investment of time? Like what does being filled with the Holy Spirit look like? I, th I think that the, la the previous question set the pace in terms of, of, of what happens. Mm -hmm. It's a process. It's a process that is initiated by 
dependence. Yep. So dependence starts the process. It starts what I'm calling the inward transformational process, which happens to us when we make a choice to follow Christ. So the moment we turn our lives around and make a declaration, a personal declaration to follow Christ, we've initiated this inward transformational process that's, that, that, that starts in us. So it's, it's important for, for us to realize the, uh, that you cannot have the experience of the Holy Spirit outside dependence. You cannot, mm-hmm. you, 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 cannot, you, you, cannot, you cannot have that. So mm-hmm. you asked a question so about uh, speaking in tongues. Um, investment uh, of time. Investment of time. Spe- speaking of tongues, uh, uh, it, it's, it's um, outward, exp- it's an expression of what is happening inside. So mm-hmm. the, the Holy Spirit or the, the, the transformational process starts in us. What happens is that um, God gives us supernatural enablement. Some of the things that happened or that we received from that experience uh, is evidence of what has been planted in us. One of those things is speaking in tongues. So mm-hmm. supernatural enablement, speaking in tongues, becomes one of the things that we see in terms of us having an assurance of what is started or what is happening inside. In so yes, what, what is happening happening inside? There are so many things that happen uh, uh, in us as a result of that. I think Pastor Dan at some point talked about uh, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where there were words of wisdom. We talked about knowledge, faith, healing, works of mm-hmm. miracles. There are so many things we talked about that are evidence of what is happening inside. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. K and Pastor Danny, mm-hmm. I, I just want to delve into this tongues business. If I don't speak in tongues, am I not filled with the Holy Spirit? Is tongues the only way that we can confirm that I am filled by the Holy Spirit? Right. Yeah, I can. I can come in uh, on that one. So when 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 we talk of being filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe let let me start it from there. Maybe responding to the question you raised, uh, what does being filled with the Holy Spirit look like? Yeah, I think maybe to summarize what Mr. K was also saying, when we talk of one being filled with the Holy Spirit, we are talking of one being influenced by the Spirit of God. So mm-hmm. there is the receiving of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and then the Spirit is not just coming to just be there in you and not do anything, mm-hmm. but He is mm-hmm. coming to influence our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we are going to look at how does it look like uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, we, we, it's evidenced by a life that is influenced mm. by the Spirit of God. And the influence is evidenced in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come now to the book of the Acts of the Apostles, that's where we begin to hear uh, much of the work of the Holy Spirit because the coming of the Holy Spirit is connected with the account in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The first time that we are hearing about this, according to Acts, Mm -hmm. is associated with the speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Right. So in in theology, we normally say uh, it's the initial evidence. Hmm. Yeah. And I like the way that you put it, Tiana, that uh, is it the only way? And the simple Mm -hmm. answer there is no, it is not the only way. Speaking in tongues is not the only way. There are so many, there are so many other ways that gives evidence to one 
being filled with the yeah. spirit yeah when you go to the book of galatians galatians speaks of character is mm. evidence yeah the fruit of the spirit nine of them right mm. these they're giving evidence of one being filled with the spirit mm -hmm. we also have the aspect of gifts Mm -hmm. Gifts can mm -hmm. also be an indicator that one has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, if we are to take it from a, prof a prophecy point of view, Joel chapter mm -hmm. number two says, In the last days, mm -hmm. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your yeah. sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. So prophecy, being able to prophesy mm -hmm. is also an evidence of one being filled with the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Your, your old men shall dream dreams. All these are evidence of one being filled with the Spirit. But I also want to highlight maybe something that is very important for us as believers also to take note of. Because mm -hmm. before Jesus uh, ascended to heaven, if you mm -hmm. read, I think it's in the book of Mark or one of the synoptics, towards the end, there's mm -hmm. a time when Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into his disciples. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have the believers receiving the spirit in them but when you come to look when you come to the book of Acts, the bible speaks of the spirit coming upon them yeah. right wow. so there is the yeah. spirit in us and then the spirit upon us now this being filled with the spirit in us is for our growth is for our relationship with god mm. but when we talk about the spirit coming upon us is for service okay right. yeah and i think that mm -hmm. difference ought to be fully understood that's why that when you come to the book of acts when the spirit of god came upon them and they began to speak in in tongues now those tongues they are not the unknown language mm -hmm. it was an unknown language because the bible says people who had come from different areas those who in the diaspora when they came to jerusalem for the feast of the pentecost they were able to hear these guys who were talking in tongues, but they were able to hear them speaking in their language. Mm. So this language that is being spoken about the tongues, it is a known language. For example, there could have been people, it's just, I'm using this as an example. Suppose mm. there were people who had come from Zimbabwe and they mm. came to this Pentecost, right, mm. in, in Israel. Mm. Now, now the people who were in the upper room, as they began to speak in tongues, one of them could start to speak in Shona. Mm -hmm. to the point that those who came from Zimbabwe, they were able to hear God being glorified mm. in the language of Shona. Mm. So that spirit coming upon them, it was for service. It was for witnessing. Mm. So it is always important for us to, 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 to make sure that we're able to keep that difference in perspective yeah. because it, it yeah. helps us to put things in their right context. There is a place where we need to speak in unknown tongues. In the Bible, mm -hmm. nobody talks about, we use that to glorify God. It edifies us as individuals. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to do it in a public space, then there is a need for those tongues to be interpreted so that people yeah. can understand what is going on. I think yeah. that's one of the teaching of Paul in the book of Corinthians. Yeah. yeah. So in a nutshell, okay. I would say, it's being spirit-filled is about being influenced by the spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that's when it, it then goes to uh, what Mr. K was saying about oh, we can have church, yeah. but mm. how we have church should be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it is being influenced by ourselves, our experiences, our points of view, etc., etc., etc. Sure, sure. And if I'm getting you both correctly, wow. Okay, um, so 
Pastor you just said that the spirit of God in us is for our walk with God. Is that correct? Yeah. And then the spirit of God upon us is for service. For service, sort of for witnessing, if I to use the, the language in the new in, in, in the book of Acts, yeah. Okay. So what happens to the spirit of God upon us if we are not using it for its intended purpose, i.e. witnessing or service? Does it go away? Do we stop I hearing it? I don't think he goes away, but because we've got to remember that when we talk of the Holy Spirit, he's a person. Mm. He's the third person of the Godhead. We speak of God the Father, the mm -hmm. Son, and mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't just walk away from us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think him leaving us is one of the last steps of him trying to walk with us and we are not being responsive. We're not being obedient to him. That's why mm -hmm. the Bible talks of do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I want to believe that because it's a relationship, the more yeah. we invest in that relationship, the better it becomes. Mm -hmm. And the more we are not investing in that relationship, the more there is nothing that is happening that we can relate with each other in terms of us yeah. and the Holy Spirit. So yeah. he is there. But sometimes we can't see his influence or his work mm. because he doesn't force himself on us. Mm. Yeah. He depends on our cooperation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a lot of things, if not all the things in our relationship with God, they are never by force. That's why mm. right from the Garden of Eden, mm. God did not, he would have forced Adam and Eve not to eat. The yeah, forbidden tree. but mm -hmm. he gave us the way he created us he gave us a free will the ability mm -hmm. to choose and to make decisions so it's the same way the holy spirit works in us mm -hmm. if we don't cooperate with him then we won't be able to see his power at work in us mm -hmm. is there and the moment we start to develop in our relationship with him to invest in that relationship the more we begin to see the manifestations of his power in our lives so it's mm -hmm. much to do with how loyal are we willing to be to the Holy Spirit? Well, because it's a relationship. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Maybe in, just in, in, just just to add yeah. on a few a few things to to what Pastor said. I think yes, please. It, it, it comes into to what we always talk about uh, Sunday in Sunday out in terms of everything that is good to do with choice. You have to make it. You have to be intentional about it. Was as long as there is a choice, someone is to make an effort to develop mm -hmm. that relationship. So for the influence, for for you to, to 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 grow the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have to be intentional about that growth. So you choose, but after you have made the choice, you also have to be intentional about that as well. I just thought I could I could edit it in there. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we've made a choice and we're being intentional about it. Yeah. And I'm desiring to be led by the Holy Spirit, but I'm struggling to hear it. I'm struggling to hear him. I'm struggling to, when I'm making those decisions, I'm like, Holy Spirit, which way should I go? And it's like, I can't hear. What can I do? Am I doing something wrong? So for, for, for me, the, the, the struggle, I think it's an indicator, if I may put it that way, it's an indicator of knowledge mm. gap. Mm. Yeah, that there is 
that there is a knowledge gap. Because you remember, like I said earlier on, that the Holy Spirit is a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that is very, very, very important because I, I see a lot of believers missing it because we tend to we tend to identify the Holy Spirit through uh, some symbols that pointed to him. Like we mm. tend to identify the Holy Spirit as a dove. Mm. Yeah, it's a symbol that pointed to the Holy Spirit. Mm. We tend to speak of the Holy Spirit as wind. We mm. tend to speak of the Holy Spirit as fire. Now, all these are symbols. They're metaphors, if I may put it that way. They are, mm-hmm. yeah, they are, I think symbols is the right word, which are speaking of the person, but he himself is not wind. Mm. He is not a dove. He is not fire. He is a person. He is the third person of the Godhead. So mm. when, if one is struggling with the leading, that's an indicator that, number one, there is a knowledge gap. It's either our knowledge of him as a person is mm-hmm. limited. And number two, our knowledge of his work mm-hmm. could be limited in our lives. So mm-hmm. investing now in getting to know him as a person becomes very important because the more I get to know him as a person, the more I get to know how he speaks, mm-hmm. uh, how he operates, how he moves, his will, uh, the things that pleases him, the things that displeases him, because I'm investing in that area so for me i think Mm. that could be an indicator of a knowledge gap in terms of the person and the work of the holy spirit okay that yeah that's quite profound okay so let's let's get to know more about him the person of the holy spirit yeah wonderful um i just want to move a little bit further into the message um mr k you, you spoke about how sometimes in the church like not in the church or in the church setting rather Mm -hmm. whether in our personal lives or in our ministries there is confusion okay and sometimes we believe that i don't know let's say i believe i'm a christian like why Mm -hmm. am i confused i believe that i'm filled with the holy spirit or that i am led by the holy spirit like why am i confused does the presence of the holy spirit completely take away confusion is there a possibility that maybe the confusion is not confusion? Maybe it's something else. It's, it's a very interesting uh, question you've asked, but I want us to, to read uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Um, Mark chapter 8, verse 34 says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Right. Th- thanks. Thanks very much for reading that. That, that verse is so significant. I think I once talked about, I uh, preached about this at some point in church. I can't remember when, but I, but, I, but I talked about this. Now, one of the battles that we have as Christians, the moment we make a decision to follow Christ, we have started a war. Mm-hmm. Now, this war is fight, is you fighting you. There is a you that wants to deny itself, and there's a you that needs to be denied. So there's a you that's denying self and the you, and the you that is doing, uh, so the, the you that is, uh, let me say it right. So there's a you that is being denied and the you that is doing the denying. Okay. So what is, simply, what is simply, what I'm simply saying is this, the moment we make a decision to follow Christ, mm. there is a human nature that we are always fighting against. Mm-hmm. There's always a human nature that is in us that we are trying to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. 
So the you that is doing the denying is what is influenced by the Holy Spirit to overcome the human nature that is in you. So sometimes the confusion comes in where the influence of the Holy Spirit in some aspects of our lives is so much by the human nature that it, what we're always trying to, uh, to, to, to deny. So that's, 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 that's where sometimes, it's not that you're not a Christian, but there's always something that is there to always try to influence. There's always something that is always fighting to get over you, to get above you, to influence your opinions, your outcomes and everything else, which is what we are always denying. So I would want to say, if you've made the decision to follow Christ and the Holy Spirit, that's the most important thing. But there's always the process we are talking about, the influence of the Holy Spirit, which is an ongoing thing that happens in us. So like, like, like Pastor was saying, developing that relationship with the Holy Spirit helps us to be able to make sure that we are always influenced in the right direction. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can just add another one, maybe in, in, the, in the area of uh, confusion. I'm a believer, but sometimes I have moments mm. um, of, um, of perhaps what we can call confusion. Mm. I think one, one of the major contributing factors to that, upon reflection, I'll confess mm -hmm. as a pastor, yeah, mm -hmm. um, is that I think sometimes when we do change, we we don't have maybe what I can call a methodical approach when it comes to growing in the things of God. Okay. I think many times we are haphazard. We are all over. Okay. Yeah. So that can contribute to confusion because when someone is now faced with an experience and they are not growing methodically, step mm -hmm. by step, in a, mm -hmm. in a in a certain direction where you can see progress mm -hmm. you, you're bound to be engulfed with confusion along the way mm. yeah so I, I i i would want to think that growing in a methodical way is one of the ways that can eliminate some of those confusions mm -hmm. along the way not that we will remove it completely because mm. growth is progressive yeah. But mm -hmm. at least if there is a methodical approach to that, that could go a very long way. If I'm to maybe pick up on of one of the episodes of the contending messages, mm -hmm. I think it will come to the message of contending for growth, mm -hmm. where I spoke about the need of having a growth plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because now I'm identifying that perhaps I'm, I've got a gap in this area. Mm -hmm. How then can I close this gap? I need to have a growth plan. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. That should now begin to inform my growth plan in that particular area. Yeah. yeah. So the more I'm investing now in that area, what's going to happen is uh, I, I'm removing the confusion that used to trouble me before. Mm -hmm. Because I'm addressing it methodically. But it's mm -hmm. unfortunate sometimes us as Pentecostals, we don't want things that are more systematic, methodical, mm -hmm. because we tend no. to associate those things as they are not spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas God is God, God is very God, God works through systems. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you can you can see very clear patterns in the word of God of how people grow. If mm -hmm. we don't follow them and all we want is just to make noise in church. And then we feel like we've we've had church. We are going to struggle to grow progressively as believers. That's why when real challenges hit us, mm -hmm. 
we 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 won't be able to remember the jumping and the shouting that we do mm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's good for us to be sober, mm-hmm. learn the fundamentals, the things that don't appear like they're exciting, do mm. the things that don't appear like they are bringing any excitement in a service, but they mm. are life transforming, they are life changing, they are mind renewal. I, I could add on as well, Pastor, to what you're saying. I think when you go back to the text that we're using on Sunday, yeah. people did not take time, the other, to understand, to ask questions in terms of what was happening. Yeah. People were quick to run into conclusions. People were quick to make a decision. People were quick to judge the experience without understanding. So it's, mm. it's, it's easy for us to to appear as if we know what we don't know. And sometimes it just requires us to ask questions on things mm. that we, we are not clear about. Sometimes it requires for us to listen and uh, on things that we, uh, uh, we, we we don't understand. I like I like what Craig Rochelle says, says don't mm. criticize what you don't understand. Yeah, so if absolutely. you don't understand things, ask questions. Then once yeah. you have an understanding, then you have a voice to say, I don't think that's right. Mm. So mm. they were quick to say, these people are drunk. And then when you go into verse, uh, to chapter th- uh, 2, verse 38 and 39, that's where Peter explains what is happening. But people have already run with the theme. People have already run with answers in terms of yeah. explaining what is happening. That's the, yeah. that's the danger we have as, 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 as a New Testament church. You say, we need to understand what's going on. We need to, to know things. And sometimes it requires us to sit down to try to understand the person we are getting engaged to which is the person of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, I I really appreciate that you both sort of went into how uh, we have to use a system and, mm. and that nothing happens overnight. Yeah. We really have to. I mean, um, in the Contending for Growth, Pastor Danny, you talked about how the Bible talks about Procopto mm-hmm. and how that is a growth outside of oneself it's it's something that you have gone out outside of oneself it's basically it's initiated by you the person you yeah. have gone to look for it it's on yeah. purpose it's on purpose yeah you have got yeah it's on purpose you've gone to do it but again i'm, I'm asking this on behalf of somebody who feels like and i to be honest actually i i feel like this sometimes that i'm not growing i am not like it's like i'm coming to church and i'm around but I am not growing. And what, what you're basically teaching us, or what you're trying to get through to us is that there's, there's a gap somewhere and you have to find out what the gap is and then bit by bit, because there's no, if we look at it in terms of school, mm-hmm. you don't get to year 13 mm-hmm. until you've done year one, year two, year three, and you've, you've proved yourself at every single stage. Yeah. As Christians, why 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 do we not understand that there's a process we don't just arrive at year 13 is there any like do you know i i think i think that's that was the crust of uh mr k's message Hmm. that uh our beliefs Hmm. our views Hmm. they are shaped by our experiences Hmm. yeah so for for many of us, especially, I, I'll speak of the Pentecostal because that's what I'm knowledgeable of. I think for most of us as Pentecostals, we have known church in a certain way. Mm. Mm. And that is the only way that we have known. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that has shaped our views, that has shaped our beliefs, that has shaped even the systems that we use at this present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you find that if one grew up in an environment of church where teaching wasn't valued, mm-hmm. yeah, where teaching wasn't valued, the moment a teacher stands in front of you, something is not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 an awkward environment because one has been raised in an environment where the preacher has to be on fire every Sunday. Mm. Yeah. If the preacher is not on fire and they are not on top of their voices, then something is wrong. Mm. Right. It's, 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 it's the experience that is shaping how we are interpreting things that are going on. Why, why, mm-hmm. why am I mentioning this? Is because the moment we start to talk about systems, I have to dismantle some of the beliefs that I have. Mm. Yeah. Wow. In, order yeah. For, in order for someone to see the need for them to grow. Like the example that you have given there. That just imagine in a simple, uh, in a simple uh, school setup, mm-hmm. there is a syllabus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are able to track growth based on that syllabus. Where are you as far as this syllabus is concerned? Mm-hmm. Yes, now you are on this maybe stage or level number five, but are you able to apply things that are required for someone who is at that level? Mm-hmm. We're able to track that because the growth is systematic, it's methodical, mm-hmm. it's progressive. You One is able even to evaluate the progress that is happening. But the mm-hmm. moment we start to approach church in that way, I can almost guarantee you, if we don't dismantle the wrong beliefs or some of the beliefs that we're holding on to that are standing in the way of the growth, mm-hmm. you find that the good thing that is trying to be introduced can actually be denied and be rejected wow. as a hindrance to the spirit. Wow. Why? Because I'm evaluating that based on my past experiences. Because mm-hmm. those experiences are shaping the way I'm interpreting things, my beliefs, or beliefs obviously are the ones that influence our attitude, attitude influence our behaviors. Mm. So there, there will be a need for us maybe to relearn some of the things, mm. to unlearn some of the things from the past mm. yeah, for the sake of our growth. And I think the simple answer that we need to ask ourselves is, am I better than I was last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there is no difference, then there is no growth. We need yeah. to do something. Our approach has got to change because we can't continue to be doing church the same way that we're doing if it's not producing the results. That means there's mm-hmm. something that needs to be adjusted. But mm-hmm. funny enough, when it comes to church, we are happy to continue doing the same things that we were doing, even though they are not producing the results that are needed. I think you said it right there, Pastor. Uh, just to add on as well, I think the, the, the Holy Spirit, one thing that I liked and I was reflecting on, especially when we're praying on Tuesday, is that the influence of the Holy Spirit comes in to create a standard yes. upon which we are able to measure our success Perfect. Wow. based on what is in the Word of God and, and what the Holy Spirit is influencing us Mr. K, Mr. K, repeat that sentence. I think it's powerful for our listeners to get that. Say it again. The Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit, when, when we invite the Holy Spirit in us, it creates right. a standard upon which we measure our performance in line with what the Word of God says. I don't know if I said it the, the, the right way I said it before. Perfect. So Perfect. what, what yeah. Pastor is simply saying is when we are reflecting on where we are, 
and mm. the Holy Spirit is in us. We are a, the Holy Spirit is able to tell us whether we are growing or not. The Holy mm. Spirit is able to tell us whether we are right or wrong. Remember, when when when, when we experience the Holy Spirit and influence our outcomes, mm. there has to be something that we are measuring those outcomes against. There has to be a standard upon which we are saying this is right or wrong. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Our knowledge, mm-hmm. understanding, revelation of the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit to say, you don't need, in as much as we need pastors, preachers, everyone around us, we help us to grow. But the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit in us should be able to tell you, to say, according to, 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 to my standard, this is not right. According mm-hmm. to my standard, this is not in line with the word of God. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I could just uh, add that as well to what Pastor was saying. Mm-hmm. I am actually blown away. I don't think that I can really add anything else to that. So I'm just going to steer the conversation in a slightly different direction. Thank you. How do I sort of, if the Holy Spirit sort of tells me something, at work let's say and my the people around me are all, are not believers how do i go about sort of steering them i'm guessing this is the witnessing aspect of it if the holy spirit mm-hmm. is steering me to, in that direction how can i do it without coming across as a bible basher or yeah i'll, I'll use the term bible basher if, if if that if you understand that term i think pastor when, when you talked earlier on um he he he, he mentioned the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, what the Holy Spirit does is it when when we're influenced by the Holy Spirit, he helps us to shape or change our character or steer us in a character or in a behavior, in attitude that is on the standard of the Holy Spirit. So one of the things that are happening in us when we have the Holy Spirit is that there is change in us. So the most important change or influence that has to happen is in me first. Mm-hmm. Now, when when the change happens in me first, which which is what I call the passive witness. So people mm-hmm. around me are able to benefit or are able to be influenced by the change of character in me. Mm-hmm. So if Holy Spirit uh, instills long suffering in me, patience mm-hmm. in me, the mm-hmm. people around me will also benefit from that. So mm-hmm. there, is, there, is, there, is, there is an influence that we, we share or that we give to others, not by speaking mainly, but by the change of our character, by the change of our attitude, which mm-hmm. rubs on, onto, onto other people. I can give mm-hmm. an example at work. You don't need to really show that you're a Christian sometimes. When mm-hmm. a situation arises which prompts you to, to blow your fuse, but because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is influencing you to, in terms of self-control, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is influencing you in terms of being disciplined. Some mm-hmm. of those things are exhibited by how we respond to certain things around us, mm-hmm. to certain people in, in different uh, scenarios. There's also mm-hmm. the active witness where we are actually going out to invite people and share what we have experienced and try to persuade them to come and enjoy the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say in a work environment, especially in natural situations where we are not actively witnessing we mm-hmm. influence others as a result of the fruit of the spirit mm. that, that 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 is that is the outcome mm-hmm. of the experience of the holy spirit wow. in our lives yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for me, I was going to echo the same things that uh, when, when it comes to uh, leading others in an environment that is not churchish or outside mm -hmm. people that don't have a background of my faith, mm -hmm. um, I think just understanding that co the, the environment I am I'm in is different. Mm -hmm. So um, the approach also has got to be different. And one of one of one of the good things about the Holy Spirit is that um, one of the traits or the characters, qualities of the Holy Spirit is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. wherever the Holy Spirit is, He imparts wisdom. Mm -hmm. So for me, it would be an issue maybe of asking to grow in wisdom when it comes to uh, helping other people around me to align themselves to the values that are kingdom based or of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if I may put it that way, well, let, let, me, let me try maybe to simplify it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. If I'm invited to go and speak, maybe maybe in parliament or with government officials, mm -hmm. you'll never hear me say amen. <laughs> yes, as, 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 as spiritual as I am, mm -hmm. it would be, I, I think I'll be very insensitive and I'll be very unwise to stand up there and say, I want you to shout amen. Because mm -hmm. I'm a preacher. No, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to miss an opportunity to lead these people through whatever mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is placing upon my heart. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. the environment that I am in is different. Mm -hmm. When I come back to Ebenezer Church, I can scream and cry for my amens 10 times. And mm -hmm. you guys will respond because we understand what's going on. But to mm -hmm. people in a workplace, I mm -hmm. think it works much better, number one, if I'm able to bring the same message but within the context of the people. So I cannot even go around and be quoting John chapter number one, verse number one. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. It will not make any sense to them. Mm -hmm. But I can communicate kingdom values within the context of what is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For example, if people are not talking to each other very well, I can bring mm -hmm. in a kingdom value of respect. Mm -hmm in that conversation that is how the holy spirit is leading me but i'm presenting the message in a way that people around me can relate mm. mm -hmm. and easily understand that message than to use church jargons absolutely appear spiritual to them but then at the same time i'm not able to communicate and to connect with them mm. which is not going to benefit anything so for me i think just being able to decode the context that you are mm. in and choose the appropriate language and approach I think mm. it is going to be very key. And the number two, which Mr. K has also mentioned, mm. our character, mm. our character, mm. our character, mm. our character mm. will actually communicate better than our words in our workplaces. Mm. Yeah. One of the greatest preachers, I can't remember his name, but I've got a feeling that it must be D.L. Moody. D.L. Mm. Moody. If I'm not mistaken, he, he, he once said, preach the word if necessary, use words. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Preach the word if necessary. Underline the word if necessary. If necessary. Use words. So that means we preach better with our character than with the spoken word. Mm. If that's why I think this lines very well with the word of God. Because when you read Matthew chapter number five, from a mistaken verse 18 to 16, which talks mm -hmm. about us being the light of the world, mm -hmm. a city that is built on a hill. I think the last part of it, it says, do your good deeds before all men. Mm. 
so that when they see your good deeds, they may glorify your father. Mm. Yeah, it didn't say say your good words, it says do your do. good deeds before men so that they may wow. glorify your father. That's character, that's mm. my behavior. Yeah, it will preach better in our workplaces than our words. I can almost guarantee you, Anna, Mr. K, that if most of our colleagues from work, if they are going to come to church when we are preaching, most of us will refuse to preach. Mm. Yeah, because our character at work, at our workplaces, will undo everything that we will say in the pulpit to, in, their, in their presence. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because they know that our character in our workplaces and what we say in church, these two do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They're two mm. different things. So for me, I think when it comes to leading others in our workplaces, our character has to go in front. Mm. Our character has got to go in front. Preach the word if necessary. Use words. Use words. Wow, that That's is awesome. awesome. I, I, I'm reminded of, um, of a scripture. I think it's in First Corinthians. Paul talks about, I've become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Mm. What an excellent application to that verse. Just do what is necessary in the situation. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. When I'm in Rome. Use the words. When, when, yeah. When I'm in, when Rome, I'm in Rome. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is. That is awesome. That's like a a present day application to uh, to the word. I want to go back into experiences. Mm. Um, I think Mr. K, you talked about how um, our experiences speak. They're always speaking. So I'm coming to you now as a young person. I'm young in the faith. How do I let or how? Yeah, how do I let the Holy Spirit shape my experiences? I think one of the most important thing is I would want to commend that young person who's who's already made the choice mm -hmm. to be uh, to accept the Holy Spirit. I think that's 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 the most important thing to make that decision to be a child of God. That's 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 the most important step which ignites the fire in us. Mm -hmm. But I want to take it forward a little bit. Um mm -hmm. By I think some of the things we already mentioned, but I want to say it in a, in a, in a very different way in this instance. Mm. We talked about intentionality. Okay. Now, you have to be intentional about your growth. We have made a choice, but you have to support the decision we have made. By your actions. Now, by your actions, yes. You have made a choice to receive Christ, and there has to be underpinning actions that support that decision. Mm. I want to give an analogy which has been used, I think, also in Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12, mm. uh, where, where Moses is given instructions by God mm -hmm. about the, the heath. The, he used an analogy of a heath, the burning fire, and where God is giving Moses instructions that the fire must be kept burning. Mm. Now, when you understand what happens in a heath uh, 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 of fire, there are two things that keep the fire burning. If you if, mm. if you if you if you if you if you've been in, in a place where a fire has been burned, if for you to keep burning, there are two things that happen. You mm. add firewood and remove ash. Mm. You add firewood and remove ash. Mm -hmm. Those two things enable or make sure that the fire keeps burning. Mm -hmm. Now take it into a young person's life. A young mm. person, a young a young believer, they receive Christ in their in their in 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 in, in their life and we mm. said the action 
the decision is followed by action. Which action? Mm -hmm. Action is to add things. And the mm -hmm. action is to be mindful or to remove things that are dead. Mm -hmm. Now, this is very important, especially on the things that we add on to. And mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit does the job of removing the dead things. So mm -hmm. ash, when you put firewood, when you put fire on a fire on, on a yeast, it it, it 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 bends, it bends, it bends. And when mm -hmm. that, 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 that the ash is is, is, is is bent, it's dead, it's 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 not needed anymore. It has done mm -hmm. its job. So mm -hmm. I would want to say, as a young person who has received Christ, they've made a decision. There are things they have to intentionally add into their lives. Mm -hmm. There are things that they have to be very purposeful in terms of doing in order for them to grow and build on the decision they've made. And mm -hmm. there are things that they have to also be intentional about staying away, about the removing in their lives. Because remember what I said, mm -hmm. there is a you that is doing the denying. And yeah. there's a you that is being denied. denied that yeah. battle will always be there. And we mm -hmm. have to be intentional to make sure that we, 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 we will give more precedence to the you that is denying. So that yeah. we have power over the human nature that is uh, uh, forcing us maybe to do other things, creating confusion and other things. Mr. K, you reminded me of summer. Mm. Yeah, because in summer we do brides and yes, mm, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on the bride stand, you know, when we when we burn the charcoal here and there, we do our our our, our, our barbecue, and we want more fire. Mm. Yeah, we have to remove the tray and the meat from the top, and we have to remove the ashes first yes. before we mm. add fresh fresh coal there. So I, I think I can I can relate with that. It's very mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. That, that that is really, really insightful. Um, so as part of the removing, the removing, the, the adding on of the fire and the removing of the ash, can we talk about it in terms of character a little bit? Because I know that we can focus on the young people and so on, but they're also those who are maybe older in their faith or even older people who are new to the faith, who will maybe, maybe struggle with the aspect of turning their character around because they've been like this for so long how can we encourage somebody in that situation to to not be afraid to learn something new to not be afraid of the renewing of the mind aspect of this because it's i mean for young people it's easy that's why everybody wants to work with young people because they're very mm -hmm. malleable whereas an older mind is that's why we have sayings such as you can't teach an old dog new tricks what can we do in that situation where we're a little bit older or a little bit more mature or we're a little bit longer in the tooth? Yeah. How, how can we help that person? Yeah, so for, for me, I think if we're going to just come back to the scriptures, which is the basis or the standard of mm. how we can approach a lot of these things, I'm taken to mm. Romans chapter number 12, I think. Mm. Yeah, Romans chapter number 12, which talks about be be renewed in your mind yeah. or be transformed by yeah. the renewal of your mind mm -hmm. right so much of the changes that we want they are a byproduct of a mind renewal mm. right mm. so our interaction now with the word has to be very intentional because that's where our minds 
are going to be shaped. And once our minds are being shaped, our minds are going to be affecting our behavior, our conduct, which is where we find the whole concept of transformation. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a need for us to acknowledge that there are some things that we can do by ourselves. Yeah. There are some things that we cannot do by ourselves. And I think that's where now the power and the work of the Holy Spirit comes in. Okay. Is the, a divine enabler that mm-hmm. the things that I cannot do by myself, then he is coming now to help me. So it doesn't matter how old one is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how long one is practice certain things. When the Holy Spirit comes, he is able to draw a line yeah. and, 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 and make you turn and face a new direction in your life. And we have got countless examples in the Bible. When, when mm-hmm. Paul had a behavior which was moving in a one direction of persecuting the saints. Mm-hmm. But when Christ came and he began to work in him through the Holy Spirit, we mm-hmm. saw a right about change. Mm-hmm. Right about change of, in, in, the, in the life of, 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 of Paul. So mm-hmm. it is possible. The Bible speaks of a woman who was caught in adultery. And, and the moment Jesus began to speak to her, he says, go, your sins have been forgiven and sin no more. And that mm-hmm. person's life was changed, but she had a lifestyle that mm. she was living and doing for a very long period, which had become the norm to them, mm-hmm. like second mm-hmm. nature. So mm-hmm. I think there needs, there's a need for us to acknowledge that there are things that we can change by ourselves, mm-hmm. but there are mm-hmm. things that we cannot change by ourselves. But the beauty is that the Holy Spirit is there to help us to begin to change some of the things that we can't do in and by ourselves. I, I like that, Pastor. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me of my favorite verse, Philippians chapter 2, verse 18. For mm-hmm. it is God who works in us wow. yeah. to will and to purpose according to the power that is in us. Amen. Yep. Yeah. So, Amen. so th- this is this is this is this is where it becomes very important for us to so that's why I said one of the most important things is someone has made a decision to start mm. the process. And mm. then for the things that we are not able to do, then God comes in to give us the will and the power, to give us the will and the purpose according to the power that works in us. Mm. I thought I could just add it in there, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Um, I just want to go back a little bit into the message a little bit uh this is a two-part question Mm. the first part is i'm in church uh this happens i i mean if this is that if if this has never happened to anybody then (laughs) everybody's a better person than me but you're in church and it's like everybody's being hit by the holy spirit except you everybody is so in the pentecost experience in, in in that bible situation or rather in that account of Pentecost, it's like, yeah, everybody is speaking a different tongue and people are getting blessed. But how come I am not like that? How 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 can I stop comparing myself in terms of the what I'm experiencing versus what someone else is experiencing and what is their own journey with the Holy Spirit? That's a very good question, Yana, to ask. My approach to that will be, 
we either look at it from a negative point of view or from a positive point of view. Right. If I'm to look at it from a negative point of view, I'm going to leave the place discouraged because mm. I'm going to focus on myself and think that there's something wrong with me mm. as an individual. So, and mm -hmm. that environment, it doesn't fuel any faith or any hope. Yeah. The positive side of things is I can use that scenario that is before me and feed my hunger or develop a desire that, you know what? Mm. Mm. I want what these guys are receiving. Mm. I want what these guys are getting. Yeah. Mm. It's the same situation, but I'm approaching it from two different angles. Mm. So if I'm going to take that and say, you know what? But I really want this. Mm. If they are believers and they've got the image of God, just like me, mm -hmm. then I'm able to receive what they are receiving. So yeah. when I go before God and I'm, I'm approaching God, I'm no longer approaching him somebody who is grumpy, somebody who is disappointed that there's something wrong with me, but I'm approaching him with confidence that God, if you can do this to my brother, you can do it mm. to me as well. Uh -huh. Yeah. So for me, that's how I would initially come in and want to look at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to, obviously, I think the context will be very key. This can happen mm -hmm. in different contexts. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to receiving the Holy Spirit, that's how I would look at it. When it comes to operating in the gifts, then I need to bounce back again to the word of God and hear what mm. the word of God says, right? The Holy Spirit, as far as gifts are concerned or talents are concerned, the word gift itself is very important. They are mm -hmm. gifts that mm -hmm. the giver gives and he gives us as he wills. Mm -hmm. So we are not going to be given the very same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can have teachers in the in 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 the house, but you find that we will all teach differently. Mm -hmm. We will teach according to the measure of grace God has given upon us. So mm -hmm. in that context, comparing ourselves is not going to do us any good. Why? Mm. Because I'm comparing myself as though God has not placed something in me. So mm. instead of naturing, watering the gift that God has placed on me, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to spend more time comparing myself with other people. So when it comes to serving, my advice would be, it's, it's unwise to compare ourselves with the brothers next to me because our grace is different. Rather, we should complement each other. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Appreciate that they have a grace that is different to mine, but I have a grace that is different to theirs. Mm. What is key is that I am walking in the areas that God has graced me to serve in. Yeah. So I think context will be different. When it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit, then please uh, use that environment or that context to charge your desire. But mm. always remember that, you know, it's not everyone who comes to church who's genuine. Mm. <laughs> you might, you yeah, might, you might, you. you might desire to fall like that sister who has fallen though on, next to you and not to realize that they have been pushed mm. or they have caused themselves to fall so that they can appear like they are under the power of the spirit. People are doing that in church. Mm. Yeah. So, comparing sometimes is very difficult it's very subjective i've seen people yeah. who have been pushed and it the preacher appears like it's powerful i've seen mm -hmm. people that have caused themselves to fall so that they 
appear like they are under the influence of the spirit when they are not. So if mm. one is going to look at themselves and say, but why am I not falling like that, brother? Perhaps they are they are causing themselves to fall. Mm. I, 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 I like what you said there, Pastor. It's very interesting because when you look at, I think one thing that you taught us the other time when you're teaching about the gifts, it's always very dangerous to look at the gifts without looking at the character. Hmm. You, you, you. It's, it, once you start looking at the gifts and not looking at the characters or the character of the people with the giftings, it becomes very difficult. Hmm. Because uh, I think that's that's one of the traps that I'm realizing a lot of people are falling into when you look at people who are so-called gifted in these days. When you look at the character that is uh, uh, that that is. Uh, talked about or said about certain individuals, you start to wonder and marvel to say, is, is this influenced by the Holy Spirit? Is, is, this, is, is, is this coming from the Holy Spirit? Is, or is just religious theatrics that are happening in there? So I think it becomes very, very difficult. I remember someone said me, I was speaking to someone uh, on, on text this other day, and uh, uh, we're talking about them uh, having a gift to preach the word of God. And I think I remember saying to them, I think what, what is the most important thing is to make sure that we have the believer's experience, which is the assurance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's mm -hmm. the most important thing. And then mm -hmm. everything else, we can be amazed about it. We can, we, can, we, can, we, can be, we can be excited about it, but I think we don't need to end there. We also mm -hmm. need to desire it. But at the same time, we need to test the character thereof in terms of those people who are gifted in certain in certain areas so i i thought i could just uh come in, in there as well to 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 add on one or two to what pastors mentioned so sorry this is this is just now me wanting to ask a question because you've tickled something the bible says that the gifts of god are without repentance so what happens when I am gifted in, let's say I play keyboard, I am very gifted or I'm a very good singer, great at praise and worship, but my character does not match up. I mean, when I am playing the keyboard, the Holy Spirit comes, or when I sing, the atmosphere shifts. What's going on there? So my character doesn't match up, but the gift appears to be operational. It's it's always it's always not safe to measure things on the basis of the gift alone. Mm. Yeah, a gift must always be uh, coupled together with the character, mm -hmm. and I think this is very consistent with the scriptures because even the Bible says, when it's talking about false prophets, mm. they are prophesying; they are operating in the gift. Mm. But the Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. Mm. Yeah, which is their character. character. And I think this comes back to what Mr. K was talking about, that I think checking the character is more important than just zeroing in on the gift. Yeah, because there are a number of people that are gifted. They've got charisma. Mm. And some of them, they, they, they now know how to make people do things in a certain way. For example, there are some singers or worship leaders who know how to make you cry in church. Mm. 
they they know they know the dynamics around that mm-hmm. but when you look at the character that's a different thing but you find that the end product in most cases that ministry doesn't produce any results number one or number two god will honor that gift for the sake of the people around not for the sake of the individual mm-hmm. but for the sake of the people that have come that are sincere who've got a genuine heart god will honor them but mm-hmm. the end of this individual is never good and i think the number of times i think two times in the scripture uh, jesus talks about he paints a picture of the last days mm-hmm. and he says others are going to come and say father lord we prophesied in your name mm-hmm. we casted out demons in your name we healed people in your name and Jesus mm-hmm. says, then my father will say, away from me, you workers of iniquity. Mm-hmm. I have never known you. Yeah. Yet at one point, they were operating in a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were disconnected from the real source of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a very dangerous place to be in. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that you can have people that are just operating in the gift. But a gift yeah. is evidenced by the fruit mm-hmm. which is the character and the old testament picture that i like so much when it comes to that is it was the garment of the high priest mm. right so the garment of the high priest uh the hem of the garment right at the end of the garment it mm-hmm. it had uh an embroidery of um what the, the fruit which this fruit, fruit called pomegranate Mm-hmm. Yeah, pomegranate. Yeah. Yeah. Pomegranate, and then next to it was a bell. So right round the hem of the priest garment, it was mm-hmm. a pomegranate and then a bell. Pomegranate and a and and a bell. Now, mm-hmm. when you look at that through the lenses of the New Testament, the pomegranate it speaks of a fruit. The mm-hmm. bell speaks of the gift. Wow. So a gift at any time was surrounded by the fruit yeah yeah so which means so which means at any given time one cannot just move in a gift you need Mm. the character Mm. to support the gift that god has given us and i think this is where we miss it especially for us as young people and if there are any young people that are on this platform listen to this this is very important when it Mm. comes to serving god it's mm. not just about how good you are in your gift. Mm. It's about your gift and your character working mm. hand in hand. These two, they should never be opposing each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. They should work in harmony. A gift, a character, a pomegranate, a bell, a pomegranate, a bell, a character supported, uh, sorry, a, a, a gift supported by character. That's why Paul would say, even if you speak in many tongues, if you do not have love, so because speaking in tongues is a gift, mm. yet you do not have love, love is a fruit of the spirit. Mm. You are like a, just an empty tin that is making noise. Mm. That means we can actually undo our gift by bad character. Wow. Wow. That's wow. Yeah. wow, 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 wow. Wow. So that's, that's so that's that's how that's how I would that's how I would look at it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Pastor. I just wanted you said earlier that there are singers who can make you cry. 
And it just helped me to realize that some of the things we do in church are a skill. You can build the skill, mm. you can build that muscle. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're being led by the spirit. It just means that you have gotten very good in your particular craft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very even, insightful. Even, even preachers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are preachers who have mastered the art of public speaking. Mm. Mm. They know how to change the mood of the environment of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're being used by the spirit. Mm. Yeah. Why? Because one of the evidence of the move of the spirit is transformation. Mm. Our lives being, being changed to the glory yeah. of God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. many yeah. times yeah. we walk home not talking about how people have been transformed but how mm. the preacher has performed. Because <laughs> mm. it's a gift. Mm. Mm -hmm. If there is a real move of God, mm -hmm. we begin to see people being transformed. We begin to see minds being trans renewed to the glory of God. We begin mm. to see behaviors changing. We mm. begin to see speech being salted, seasoned. Mm. Yeah. We begin to see love growing amongst believers. Yeah, mm -hmm. not that one. We not not that one becomes holy when they're holding a microphone. The moment they are off the microphone, they're a different creature. Mm. Yeah. So a, yeah. a gift, a gift can do that. You know, because uh, uh, it it can. It's easy to perform if I may put it that way. Mm. Yeah. It's easy to perform, Absolutely. especially if you have done something over a long period of time. And for me, mm. that's, that, that has always been my cry. Almost every time I prepare to preach a message, not that I'm there, but it's one of my cry. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will help me to keep it again and again. Mm. Every time I go to preach, I always make one prayer. One of the prayers I make is, God, I don't want to use my past experience. Mm. I'm stripping off any past experience and God, I'm depending on you and your grace. Mm -hmm. So please grant me grace to preach grace. That's my prayer. Mm. As I stand on this platform, Lord, may you make this platform be filled with your grace that I may be able to communicate the word of grace to your people. Mm. Because the moment we are no longer conscious or the moment we cease to be dependent on the Holy Spirit, yeah. we become yeah. great performers. Mm. People clap hands for us. Mm -hmm. But the sad part of it is, people are not being transformed. transformed. So the measure must be transformation, not the performance of the, of the, of the preacher or the singer on the stage. Wow. That is actually mad. It is. The opinions, mad. the views, the beliefs should change. Yes. As a result. Yes. And yes. I, I guess this goes back to having the believer's experience like oh like ultimately it's your experience that's what i'm learning from what pastor Danny just said about his prayer before he goes to preach he has a believer's experience like his own personal experience like i'm continuing to go i just go back i just go back i just go back mm -hmm. i wish we could go on and on and on and on and on and on but um I believe that our time is up. Um, Mr. K and Pastor Danny, could you, and I suppose you've already said it, but if you could just remind us how we can continually have a believer's experience of the Holy Spirit and not depend on our past experiences 
So I'm pretty sure that, and how we can keep adding to the fire and taking the ash away. How, how do we make that an active application in our lives? I probably, I probably start by saying very simple statement. Um, make every effort to engage or inquire of the Holy Spirit in every situation. Wow. In every situation, make every effort to acknowledge, to inquire, to engage the Holy Spirit in every situation. Things that are so simple, things that are so, so, so obvious, make it a habit to acknowledge the influence of the Holy Spirit. Things that are so obvious, a question, a solution that, that is required, make it a habit to inquire of the Holy Spirit. And I think once we go into that habit, we develop into a character, and the character develops into certain things in terms of influencing mm -hmm. our outcomes. So let's start small. Let's start small. The smallest of things, acknowledge mm -hmm. the presence of the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge, wow. inquire, engage the Holy Spirit. Yes. So also, Mr. K, Mr. K uh, maybe to compliment that from my end, um, I, I would say be a student. Mm. Yeah. Be a student of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. Be willing to learn two things about the Holy Spirit. Number one, the person of the Holy Spirit. That entails who is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And then number two, be willing to be a student of the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. What does he do? How does he work? How does he operate in our life? So those two things, I think for me, they're very crucial. Be a student. It's a principle that I've used in a number of areas. If I notice that I want to grow maybe in the area of grace, in that mm -hmm. season, I become a student of grace. Mm -hmm. if, uh, if the Holy Spirit is prompting me to invest in the area of wisdom, in that season, I become a student of wisdom. So my advice will be, if one wants to grow and to move in this dimension, then be a student of the Holy Spirit. Be willing to learn the person, number one, and number two, the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Jan. Wow. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny. Um, listeners, I hope you were as blessed as I was listening to this. I. I am now just going to go back and listen to contending for the Pentecostal for the um, Pentecost experience. I encourage you to do the same. Um, really get into it. Really get into the bones of the message. And as Pastor Danny was just saying, like be a student. Really mm -hmm. go away and try to understand the text for yourself and see what God is saying to you personally on that subject. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. It's been such a wonderful time. Um, to our listeners, thanks for joining us. We can't wait to be with you again next time. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.